What's up guys, Captain McFly here. Just wanted to let you know that we had a couple audio issues on this month's podcast, had uh, some echoing and uh, just some random noises. I know it's not the normal quality that you guys have heard on previous episodes. I tried to doctor it as much as I could and address all the problems, but some of it still made its way through. I apologize. We'll be better about it on next month's, but thank you so much for understanding and enjoy this month's episode of Logan Lucky. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of AV Club. Thank you, thank you so much for taking the time to come out and hang out with us here live on Twitch. If this is your first time here, it is a monthly podcast that we do here where I give you one movie to watch on your own. The only catch is that it has to be streamable, so a movie that you see either on Netflix or on, um, on Prime Video, which was the case for this month. And then we get together and uh, talk about it and also talk about TV shows or movies that we've been watching since last month and uh, and just kind of nerd out about it because I love TV and movies and uh, a few of our guests, I think, enjoy it as well, too. Um, so if this what's is your movie, what's a movie? What's that? Is that one of them? Is that one of them zoetropes? I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. <laughs> well, guys, if it's your first time here, my name is Captain McFly. Uh, I kind of put this together a little bit while, like, uh, gosh, a couple months ago, just because I thought it'd be something fun. And uh, joining me again, this is everybody's, you know, second time, I guess. Well, Mega, this is like your third or fourth. This is your third, third time? time, baby. The three-time champion. Three-time. <laughs> All right. The most, uh, I think, the most returned guest. So we haven't uh, totally terrified you. I've been on more than you, I'm pretty sure. I think so. I think that's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mega, again, thank you so much for taking the time to come out. Um, I do know that uh, your spousal unit is uh, is due quite soon with uh, the first baby in the Mega mm. House. Yes. The first of my horde. <laughs> upon us. Well, start an army. An early congratulations. Thank you. I hope it goes well for you. It'll be the craziest day of your life. It's going to feel like the slowest and fastest moment ever as, as someone that went through it not too long ago. But you'll get That's through right. it. You're going to have fun. This I is think my you... distraction, all right? We don't need to talk about this. <laughs> this is how I distract myself from the impending impending doom, baby. Right. <laughs> all right. And so uh, joining us again also, S. Jones. Thank you so much for coming back with us. Hi. <laughs> and then finally making a uh, long-awaited return, Zombie. Thank you so much for coming back, Zombie. It's good to see you. What's up? <laughs> Glad to see you. Good to see your face, too. Welcome. Thanks. Well, guys, this month our uh, film of choice was Logan Lucky. But before we get to that, what have you guys been watching the past month? What have you guys been watching? Anything fun? Anything new? Anything exciting? New TV shows? Makeup, we'll start with you. Starting with me, oh, I feel so honored. Well, I know, I right? Did, I saw a little film that recently came out. It's an independent film. It was called <laughs> Black Panther. Um, oh, I think I've heard of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty underground. Sounds familiar. It's an underground film. Uh, not a lot of people have seen it. It's, it's uh, it's pretty good. It's okay. It's, I don't love it as much as everyone else does. I don't think it's the far and away like better than every other marvel movie but every other marvel movie is pretty good mm -hmm. so like i i thought it was pretty good it has a better villain than a lot of the other marvel movies i would say uh but that's that could just be because michael b jordan is an incredible actor who has is he bad in anything have you ever seen him be bad in anything that he's in not really no the guy is kind of yeah. wonderful 
Exactly. So he he automatically just has so much charisma on screen that I'm like, I'm into this villain. I'm sold on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the movie was decent story, great characters that were well established, really good world like that it built in there. Like Wakanda as a world is really cool. But I thought the cinematography and the CGI especially was pretty lackluster in the movie and that's not normally something i notice but i don't know yeah i thought some of the cg was all right i did some of the ways that like the composition i agree with you was a little bit um different in the sense that it's not i think what we have come to expect from from marvel films as of late but i don't Mm -hmm. think that's a bad thing i think we got to start to see that with ragnarok is a lot of the films are starting to kind of establish their their own identity a little bit more mm-hmm. and not so much cookie cutter yes this is obviously shepherded by one unified vision it's more people are starting getting a chance to maybe have their own spin mm-hmm. more so than just small sensibilities maybe more so now down to aesthetics or maybe getting a little bit now marvel's feeling a little more comfortable they've kind of already had their home runs and maybe they're starting to give their directors a little bit more freedom i don't know there, there were just a few parts uh like anytime they were uh, talking to like pet deceased people like ancestors like when he was in kind of that like weird african yeah the, the ancestral realm. it looks super <laughs> it looks super green screeny and just kind of bad to me like it just didn't look good yeah um and when whenever they were like two people in costumes fighting it looked like not human movements yeah um, yeah yeah i think for me the only reason i was let down by that is because i was like all right, Creed, same director, was like amazing the way it looked. I thought yeah. I had like those like that amazing fight scene where it's one take the entire fight scene mm-hmm. in Creed and I was like, "Oh, I'm expecting something like that." Mm. You know? Like that's what I was hoping for and then it was just kind of like it was okay. It wasn't a bad movie. I did I did really enjoy it. I just was like because it was like the highest reviewed movie ever for a Marvel movie, I think I went in with some higher expectations than uh than any movie could really deliver on reasonably. You know? Yeah, I kind of felt the same way. I saw it last night, so it's, it's still pretty fresh for me. Um, and we'll probably do a bonus episode about it, just because. Because we did yeah. one for Thor Ragnarok. I feel like now we have to do one for Black Panther 2. Um, I did and enjoy then Avengers. it. Yeah, and then Avengers, yeah, which is coming out pretty soon, too. Very excited about I that. can't wait. Yeah. It'll be so good. Um, but... I think it is one of the better, like, first installments of the first time, you know, getting a chance to the hero. I could see I could say that, yeah. Yeah. For, like, on paper, it's, like, the same as all the other ones. It's, like, here's your hero, here's your villain that's just literally the opposite of your hero in terms of design. But it works better than a lot of the other ones do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And it was one of those where the world building was better, and I think they, they got to have the benefit of a lot of other movies going before it to kind of get a, a good sense of what works, what doesn't, you know, with the first Thor movie, there wasn't much establishing with Asgard and that world. And they've kind of been playing catch up to kind of flush that out a little bit. And kind of the same with captain America as well. You know, there's, there's a lot going on, but it still feels awfully small at the same time. This one felt a little bit more lived in Wakanda felt like a real place and we won't go into Black Panther too much. We're, we're going to go about it probably a lot deeper on another show. But um, this isn't spoiling too much. These are just kind of initial impressions. 
but I did enjoy Michael B. Jordan. I thought he was a good villain and also quite topical, you know, like mm -hmm. in terms of, and I think that's one of the good things this movie does is like what most sci-fi movies do. And even though this isn't sci-fi, but you know, this is what movies can do is, you know, a lot of commentary on social issues or, you know, social strife or things that are of the time. And I think they handled that well, tastefully and not, you know, overly one way or not underrepresented in the other. I think it was a great balance. And I think it made for a compelling and a compelling villain that you can kind of empathize a little bit with. I mean, to the extreme that he wanted to, you know, take out his anger was a bit extreme. The amount of people yes. that he killed to get there. It's like you're yeah, you maybe need a, a couple hugs, but his core idea was one that we could kind of get behind. He just wanted yeah, to go a little far with it, I'd say, for sure. Yeah. Uh other than that, I don't think I've seen I've been watching a lot of movies. Sorry about that noise. That's my cat's deciding to attack each other right now. Stinking cats! Uh, I know. Cats are the worst. Worst cats. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't and I don't think this is the podcast to discuss episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race. So, uh, I think this I mean, I'm down. <laughs> I don't know. I love fits. that show. Okay. So what is I, that so show? I've never heard of it. What is it? Uh, the best oh, reality television yeah. show ever made. Legitimately. Yeah. What is it's it? Fantastic. It's sort of the I don't have a good way to describe it. It's like the America's Next Top Model of drag uh, is the best way I could. Yeah, that's that's pretty, it. so, you know, it's pretty just accurate. A, just men doing drag and who is the best <laughs> at it. Nice. So fashion, entertainment value, like all aspects of drag. It'll really suck you in if you start watching it. I thought I would hate it, but it's like all the <laughs> wife and I have watched for like a month now. So, so would you say this qualifies as a guilty pleasure? Um, I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not ashamed of anything. I have no shame, so I don't feel guilty for it, but it's certainly not the highbrow entertainment that I would like to come and discuss here. <laughs> uh, I wish, I wish I could tell you I was watching like art house films or something, but now I'm just watching RuPaul's Drag Race. It's I wish fine. I could say that too, but maybe not. <laughs> I haven't been watching many, many crazy stuff like that. Or not crazy stuff like that, but I haven't I haven't been really diving into too much myself either. Um, to kind of prepare for this month, I decided to kind of revisit a lot of Soderbergh's uh, stuff. So I watched all the Oceans movies. I didn't get a chance to make it to Traffic. I wanted to, but uh, really I just made it through Oceans, you know, 11, 12, and 13, and I think it serves as a pretty good comparison for this movie. I'm sure we'll be we'll be talking about them a lot in this discussion. Exactly, and I think that's. I think it'll be an interesting comparison because there's a lot of similarities and a lot of good things and a lot of like, dude, it's you've, you've done this before. <laughs> but at the same time, it's still looking like it was still a great movie. I loved it a lot. And honestly, too, I think the reason why I ended up picking it was when I was looking for movies that were coming. You gave it some pretty good praise back around when we were talking about uh, Gremlins Mega. I think it's when you you mentioned talking yeah. about it. And I was like, you know, that sounds kind of awesome. And one of the guys I used to work with talked about it, too. I'm like, you know, I need to give this a shot watched the trailer and i was like i'm in i'm sold this is great i got channing tatum and adam driver acting like a bunch of hillbillies and they're gonna go steal stuff sweet i'm in let's do Done. it save it swallow red we have to hear what the others have been watching we can't yeah. discuss that yet yes yes yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and then um and then yeah so yeah and oh and i also got to finally see uh valerian the mm. luke Besson movie you guys don't know. I enjoyed that. Yeah. I liked it. 
it was a little it was a little out there, but I I like most of Luc Besson's movies. I've seen quite a few of them. Yeah, and honestly, this is a very it's if you don't know who Luc Besson is, if you haven't seen Fifth Element, that's a great baseline oh, for kind of how he yeah. is. And, and Truth. Sense, yeah, Multi-pass. just in character design, color, wacky. But I think this is the movie that Luke Bazan, I think, just needed technology to catch up with his mind a little bit. Because yeah, I think I a agree. Lot, yeah, and I think a lot of the world building, especially, I think the best example is the market. This doesn't spoil anything, but it's a very early scene within the film. And the idea is. Uh, this is in the very distant future and where there's a lot of trade and a lot of diplomatic stuff going on with different races around the galaxy. And there is a central market, which is basically think like any, you know, stereotypical like farmer's market from all like all the different corners of the world, slam them together, make it like a thousand stories tall. And the way you can enter this place anywhere in the galaxy is you put on a VR headset and a helmet and then you virtually enter in this gate and everybody can see you. You can buy things and walk around and you see everybody's store around the world, but you're in a desert is where they are. It's just a vacant desert. So if you don't have the visor on, it's just sand. But as you walk around, you're virtually moving around in the space. And then when you buy things, you put it through like this metal detector, with then, which then transports it to your dimension. And then you can take it home with you. It's a really high concept thing, but when you see it happening, it's like this is the coolest thing ever. It's such yeah, a cool no, it was idea. amazing. Yeah, yeah, I loved that movie. Mm-hmm. I did too. My only con is the way the dialogue was written versus the actors delivering the lines, like Valerian and um, Loreline, the two basically the, the two main two characters look like they're in their young twenties, but the dialogue sounds like it's, it should be delivered by somebody that's in their thirties or their forties. I don't know. It, it was almost the dialogue was too mature for who was saying it. That's like my only con, really. Other than that, it's it's a lot of character, and you kind of need to be okay with seeing some very bizarre CG and world building. But if you're cool with sci-fi and very complex ideas, if that sounds like a fun idea thing for you, like if you like unique stories, unique characters, and uh, just fun worlds that are just cool to explore then I'd recommend Valerian. I'd say check it out. It's very fun, and I can't praise it enough just for it was a visual feast for me, and I loved it. I oh, it was beautiful. I agree. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be the greatest film you see, but I think it's totally worth a watch. Um, and if you liked Fifth Element, you'll probably like Valerian a, a pretty good amount as well. There's, there's if you didn't very like similar. Fifth Element, why? What's wrong with you? How could you not? Uh, well, I mean, I mean, some people didn't statement. like it. Some people don't like it. My wife didn't care for it, but she also saw it a lot later. What? Well, I think it's one of those things. That it depends when you see it. Yes. I think. I guess that's true. It did not age it, very like, well. <laughs> it. You're right, but the characters are so much fun in that movie. They are, and don't. they are, yeah. and that, yeah. that's still oh, that's yeah. in Valerian as well. I mean, you'll you'll see. You know, it's still, you could very much see that it's, that Lupus on has kept kind of the same sensibilities through the decades. And so you, mm-hmm. you can see that in Valerian as well. So if you like Fifth Element, you'll most likely like Valerian as well. I need to check it out then. That's yeah. What I'm hearing. Yes. I think you would like it a lot, honestly, Mega. I think you would. I think you'd like it a whole lot. But uh, that's kind of what I've been watching. Not really doing too many TV shows lately. You know, having a baby kind of changes things. But. <laughs> As you will see, it's more so like <laughs> you end up watching them in shifts. Like when we watched the Oceans movies, it took us what would be like a couple hours, took us about four. 
Because oh, it just break things up. So like that tore me at my core because it's like no, when you do a movie, you don't get up. You sit and yeah. you finish it. You're dedicated to that film. Yes. yes. You surrender yourself. And yeah, I, I've had to slowly let that go. <laughs> it's okay though. I'm cool with it. He's he's worth it. But uh, but guess. yeah, that's what I've been watching. Jonesy, what have you been watching? Um, I watched a lot of Third Rock from the Sun recently. Mm-hmm. Um, Joseph Gordon Levitt and his youth. Uh, yes, yes. A youthful Levitt. <laughs> oh, he is still youthful. Let's uh, let's just get that straight. <laughs> he is a pretty handsome dude. I would maybe let's, I, let's just say that childhood crush is not going away anytime soon. He's aged um, well, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, he's, only, he's still he's not now. even in his late thirties yet. I don't think he's only a couple years older than I am. I think so he's like mid thirties mm-hmm. right now. Oh, okay. Man, that makes me feel yeah. terrible about myself. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm kind of up in season six of that, but it, I haven't watched it in a little while. I've watched um, The Rings, like the latest installment of The Rings series. Like the one was, where you watch the movie and a creature comes to kill you? Yeah, that's... it's. The latest installment of that, though. Oh, okay. Um, okay. About okay. as dumb as you could be, as it could be expected. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've recently started Altered Carbon. How Everybody is? Everybody has told so, me to watch that. So how yeah, is, how is yeah. that? How is Altered Carbon? Um, I, I'm curious. I'm very curious. It's it's good. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's based on a book or a book series. Okay. Um, uh, however. however there is a lot of nudity. Like, think first season Game of Thrones and, like, every single episode. So there's nudity in every single episode. It's just there. You can't... Is, you know, the, nudity, oh is the nudity important Mostly to the storytelling? Women. That's all I um, know. Because a lot it, of the yeah. times... I feel like nudity is overused in yes. a lot of like shows, but I then think... there's stuff like Westworld where I feel like the nudity has a really important purpose to the characters. Yeah, like, there, it's kind of like in the same with like, uh, you, yeah, being like if you go through for the sake certain of being plot points. Mm-hmm. Um, is it done just for then, shock value, or does it seem like there's? Um, I don't there really don't think there's much to the shock value. There's more, I think, shock value in some of the story points than there is in what's actually like the nudity part. So, gotcha. Okay. So it's a very, it's very interesting. It's, okay. I'm sorry. What's the rough premise of altered? Yeah, yeah. If you had to sum it up, so, like, like the quick elevator pitch. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. It's in the far far future um people have these implants that are put in them at the base of their skull okay so the top of their neck called stacks and that holds all your consciousness like your conscious memories and basically like a soul it's you okay 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 so you can take these stacks as long when you die as long as the stacks are not damaged you can re-put them into a different human body, which they call a sleeve. So, like, you can die, and they can be inputted into someone else's 
body, but you're still yourself just in a different body. So it's kind of like immortality. You're just inheriting a new body. Yes. It's kind of like then, the, it sounds like it'd be the opposite of Dollhouse in that like Dollhouse is one actress playing a bunch of characters. This yeah. Would be multiple actors playing one mm. character. Yeah. And um, there's, you get to see the whole side of like, there is like a morality kind of debate within the show show of whether it's not it's right to move your stack from person to person and like some people have elected not to do that so when they die they don't want to be like moved on to another Here's like re-sleeved does ever so everybody knows about these stacks right yes so yes. if i kill someone why don't i just shoot the stack too why don't I just you break can it? that mm. is that is when when you die, like that's a final death, is when you like shoot this, like you destroy the stack. Okay. Mm. So, okay, interesting, interesting. It's very interesting. So, huh? I might have that's to check it, it out. Otherwise, I've been doing a lot of reading and <laughs> not so much watching anything. Gotcha. Well, zombie, what have you been watching lately? Black Mirror. Mm. which is amazing if you haven't seen it you should um i can't give you a quick premise because i've heard about an episode with a pig. possible that's the very first episode <laughs> but the episodes don't tie in together there are some themes and music that go throughout every like all the episodes but for the most part every episode is its own story Okay. And we have yet to find one we didn't really like. Okay. <clears throat> I think we're on I think we're we're on the last season right now. Mm -hmm. Um and it's just I think so far my favorite episode is one called White Bear and it's it's one oh, of those shows yeah, it's one of those shows that it never goes where you think it's going to go. It always goes the exact opposite way. So very much like kind of like Twilight Zone, but maybe a little bit more dark. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good way to put it. Just a very dark can, Twilight Zone. <laughs> but it's it's just it's amazing. I I love it. Uh, Chud and I have been really enjoying it. I think we only have like two episodes left after the one we're on. Oh jeez. <laughs> It's really, it's really good. Of yeah. That show. And like, I want to watch more, but it was like, man, this is, this is too heavy to bid. Yeah. Like, you can't, like, yeah. No, it is. <laughs> it's very intense. And I have more than once just gone under a blanket because I'm like, I just, this is too much right now. I can't take it. <laughs> but it's, it's really good for the most part. It's really, really good. Awesome. That's good. I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about it. And it's one of those things because I've heard how intense it can be. I am reluctant to start it because <laughs> it's, it's just like, oh, I don't know if I want to put myself through the ringer just yet. You know, like, is it one of those things like, do you think you finally have to like psych yourself up for it to get a chance to watch it or? No, um, it's one of those things where usually the episodes start off okay. Mm-hmm. You're going to come to like a, usually it's a point about middle to like third act of the episode that you're just like, what? And then it kind of tapers off at the end and it's not so bad. And then you're like, okay, I'm good. I can watch another one. Like, that's how it is for me. Like, I, it's usually like the middle of the episode where I'm just like, okay, I think I need to like go to the bathroom and maybe have a drink of water and then we'll come back and finish it. <laughs> but, um, 
you it's phenomenal the storytelling is amazing the actors are amazing um the cinematography is absolutely gorgeous and you get so many different settings and i think that's what i really like because i'm a sucker for anything that's got a nice background <laughs> fun fact um one of the guys what's his what character do you play he played the the one of the characters in black panther the guy with the rhinos yeah, he was he's in, in an episode third, of Black. He's in the third yeah, episode. Yeah. He's in oh, the, cool. the last I like one that, that I watched. Yeah, cool. he's which also he's in also out. in. He's the yes. main character. He's the main character in Get Out. Shuri, T'Challa's little sister. I was like, I know this guy. Yeah, T'Challa's little sister's in an episode two, but I haven't gotten to it yet. It's at the end of the the season I'm on now. But she's in an episode two. I think I just realized what what episode it was. It's I think it's the last episode. Museum. Yeah, it's oh, the last episode. Awesome. I haven't seen that one yet. That um, that episode was my favorite, I think, out of the entire series so oh, far. So, cool. Swoop is saying good. too. The uh, Swoop in chat saying the music is pretty good as well. The music, yeah. oh, seriously, the like the interlocking musical themes they use for the whole show are fantastic. They do a really good job of keeping that going through the whole thing. Nice. Um, and then I watched the Cloverfield Paradox. Oh yeah, which I, I know got a lot. A lot of people didn't like it, but I enjoyed it. I personally enjoyed it as well. Mega or Jones, did you guys get a chance to see Cloverfield Paradox? No, I didn't watch the first Cloverfield, so nope. Oh, they're so the good. Cloverfield when it came out, like I thought that movie was so awesome, but I never saw. Uh, the second one the cloverfield lane which is oh you I, should see oh you have to see that good, right which if, if for nothing like, else i don't want to see the one that's bad before i see the one that's mm, good or that's john goodman in 10 cloverfield lane is one of the best performances i've ever seen and yeah i love john goodman so then you will love it this is john goodman i think at his best it is, I agree. It is incredibly well done. I can't endorse Ten Cloverfield Lane enough. I think what I rated yeah, on me neither. Year, it was one of my top. Three. I'm also avoiding the first one because I know the camera work, and that just doesn't bode well with me. Fair enough. That's fair. So I'm not I, even I, I love that. I thought it was <laughs> really cool, but I think I it's a great it concept, but I can't do it. <laughs> like physically. That's not going to happen for me. <laughs> then I bet you've never seen Hardcore Henry, have you? Um, Hardcore it. We're going to say no. I, I was <laughs> curious because I, I wanted to see just the idea of a POV movie. But it, at the same time, it, it it's made like, me I don't wanna, so nauseous. I don't <laughs> yeah, it made my Chud loved it. And it just I'm like halfway through. I'm like, I can't pay attention to this anymore. I couldn't I'm going to throw up just how it looked. I was like, no, like <laughs> the thing is, is the story itself is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like it's got a decent story, but I mean, the... it's, it's got Charlotte Copley in it. And I kind of I tend to like him in most things. The guy from um, ten or uh, not ten. Oh, District Nine. From District Nine, yeah. You got the South African accent. South African. South African. <laughs> a very interesting <laughs> accent. Um, but yeah, honestly, Cloverfield Paradox was fun. I do like the, the, I don't know. It's more so like I like discussing the movie more so than I think I liked the movie itself because it's very heady. Very heavy. Oh, very much so. 
just the idea of just different dimensions and things like that but we won't go into it into it too much because it, it hasn't been out for too long um but i would say though uh mega c10 cloverfield lane it i will don't, don't even think about you know cloverfield it's in a way it's i know that much too they're like very barely linked is my understanding yeah. if like at all yeah, yeah paradox so. tends to tie everything a little bit more um and kind of blends them together a little bit and i'm curious to see what the this supposed fourth one will be um i'm surprised that there'll be a fourth one considering paradox couldn't even get an actual release and had to have its little interesting Netflix release or whatever happened with it. Mm -hmm. Well, I think a part of it was, you know, Netflix has been paying a premium on, on a lot of original content, you know, trying to compete with companies like HBO and has led to a lot of the changes on what's been available on their content. Like a, mm -hmm. just for example, um, a lot of Fox cartoons, you know, I'm a big family guy fan. And so family guy, American dad, Futurama, have been slowly being pulled out because of you know the deals that Netflix mm -hmm. has made with their content. They're producing original animated con content and things like that. And Fox sees that as a direct competition to their product. And they said, "Well, taking that out of here." And um, so, you know, they're they're doubling down on it. And I think they've also maybe overspent a little bit. I don't know if they bankrupted a couple studios because they couldn't pay back what they spent, but you know. They're taking big risks to mm -hmm. compete with, you know, premium cable. And I think they're doing a great job. Um, and I think the stunt, I think, was from, um, was more so, I think, I don't know, a good shock factor. Like, Netflix needs to get more users. I mean, come on, the majority of the mm -hmm. world uses Netflix, I think, at, the, at this point. Uh, but at the same time, hey, you know, it's... I think it was a cool stunt. It's like, hey, there's this movie, and very much like in an E3 format, it's available right now. And you're like, what? Best part is, it's available for download yeah. right now. And then the crowd goes wild. And we're just like, what? Yes. Leaving. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Paradox was it was fun. It was enjoyable. There's some good performances in it. I love Daniel Bruhl. I loved him since I saw him in um, in Inglorious Bastards for the first time. I think he's a great actor. Um you know, he gets to show off some good stuff. And I forget this guy. I can't remember his name, and I feel sad about it, but he is a uh, an Irish actor. He was in Bridesmaids. He played the cop in it. Chris O'Dowd. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was great in, um, yeah, he in was. Paradox. You know, he was very, you know, he did a lot of comedic relief, but also had, like, some really just, you know, good moments. And it was cool to see him in a more, a more serious role, but still kind of get to exercise his comedic abilities as well and uh i don't know i wouldn't poo poo on maybe seeing paradox just yet i don't know if you get kind of bored i would see valerian before <laughs> i would see paradox if i had to pick All right so i have to do cloverfield lane yes. then valerian then paradox yeah so it's basically that saying you're, you're gonna have a which ones must watch order yeah so you're gonna <laughs> yeah. Have, you'll have a steak yeah. dinner mcdonald's <laughs> And then I don't know, maybe going to Luby's eating in the back that. alley where they have like the day old donuts. Like they Just out. about, yeah. In terms of story, okay. in terms of story, but but for real though, I mean, what I loved about Ten Cloverfield was it. I mean, it reminded me a lot of what I wrote as my short film in uh, when I went back to film school. I was like, dang it, I should have submitted the, the stupid thing. It was very similar, but I think that's maybe why I loved it so much. It's like this is a more sci-fi version of kind of what I was doing with what uh mine was it's more so the the turn is very similar 
and uh, just this idea of this guy with the bunker and all that stuff. It's, I think maybe that's why it, it resonated more with me is because I was trying to create a similar story, but, you know, I had to, like, really cut it back to actually film it. But it's great. It's a great, 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 great uh, movie. The story's awesome. John Goodman kills in it. Oh, yeah. And, um, oh, my gosh, I'm going to space out on the girl's name, and it makes me sad. Is it Mary Elizabeth Winstead? Yeah, it's her. Yes. Yeah. She is great in it as well. She does a good job. And I hadn't seen her in much aside from Scott Pilgrim that I could recall. And I'm ashamed to say that. Live free or die hard, obviously. She plays. <laughs> oh, yeah. She plays movie. the young yes, daughter does. McLean. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Her, her best role. Easily. One of the <laughs> most underrated superhero movies ever. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Vanilla Evil. You are correct. Yeah. The, um, the, the new. Oh, yeah. The. The thing the remake, thing. It, which I think it's a prequel. It is. Yeah. It is because it yeah. ends with the dog running to the yes, station. It at the ends end. with the dog running that the first movie starts on. Oh yeah. man, okay. I actually liked that. I liked it a lot. That movie was cool, but I'm just sad with its special effects story that it has, where they did them all like practical, and then the studio was like, "Eh, CGI over it," and mm-hmm. they like. Like, I really want to see it with the cool practical I know. It's like, can I like, I'll pay extra for that cut. I'll pay 40 bucks. I might even pay 50 for it. I just want to see it. (laughs) Exactly. Just like I want to see the Edgar Wright Ant-Man. I want that Uh, Ant-Man. Oh, yeah. I want to see that Ant-Man. Ant-Man was like perfectly acceptable, but it could have been amazing. I know. that. Honestly, that's probably the one thing that hurts it in my view of it is because with the casting and some of the dialogue with it, because I think he wrote most of it, if I remember right. And then... Mm -hmm. You could see the sensibilities there, especially if you if you follow a lot of his work. You could see it. You could see it, and it's somebody else, which is fine. He did a he did an okay job. It's like, it's just acceptable. It's like it's okay, but it could have been great. It could have been yeah, one of the best ones. It easily could have been with mm-hmm. him behind the. Ugh. Especially with his eye for action too. Like, ugh. if only I don't know. Maybe Marvel wasn't as willing to take kind of chances then you know like with the director's Probably. style mm-hmm. if only not doubt it that. happened a little bit later you know mm-hmm. where i feel like we're getting some more style branching out like you said yeah <sighs> if only maybe one day maybe one day we'll get lucky and i, I agree too and i think that's what made uh mrs maga miss magwitch i agree that's what made the thing so great and why it still kind of holds up too. the practical effects kind of sell stuff and the same with mm-hmm. movies like jurassic park practical uh, oh, yeah. can do so much to extend the I don't know, perceptual shelf life of a movie, you know, it's to kind of sell those moments for things that aren't real, but to make Mm -hmm. it feel real. It gives it a sense of existence. I mean, even when it it looks fake, it still has charm to it. Yeah. Like makes it endearing CGI that looks fake as it gets older. It's just like, ugh, like Mm. that's, that has no charm. Agreed. And it, it also too, I mean, an actor can only act to, to a tennis ball or a green room or like, look over there. This is what's here. You know, it doesn't matter who it is. I mean, it, it could be the greatest actors in the world. You can only do so much with your imagination. Let's test it. Cap turn around, look at the green screen. All right. And let's, <laughs> let's have a real good scene right now. Give me some emotion. <laughs> I want you to play off of the green screen. <laughs> I am emoting for those Somebody that aren't, aren't watching. I, behind him, I don't know what to do with my hands. 
there's a the prequels right, right in front of me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, but yeah, it's I, I I liked the thing, and honestly, this is on a different tangent too, and kind of a shameless plug um, for something that's not me, but something that I I like. Uh, there's a a print company down in Austin. They're called Mondo. They do a lot of screen prints and things like that. But they put out a thing board game. It's based off John Carpenter's The Thing called Outpost 31, and it looks amazing, and I really want to play it. So if you're into board games and you're looking for a fun game to play, Outpost 31 is kind of baller, and I got to see it at uh, San Diego Comic-Con last year, and it, the art just on it looks sweet. So anyway, if you like The Thing and you want to play a, a board game, that would be a good one to do some drinking games with friends. It's kind of like Reverse Clue. Somebody's infected and you're trying to figure out who it is and if they make it onto the plane or infect other people, then they win. Or if you guys kill the infected, then, you know, that's kind of like the, the meta minigame. My favorite thing about The Thing, and it's such it's a really nostalgic movie to me because mm. my roommates in college and I used to like watch it and joke about it a lot. It's always like, you know that there's somebody infected and people are always like, hey, can you come into this room with just me real quick? Yeah, it's, it's like, like we would all the time in college, like we would just like give each other like kind of a dead stare and be like, hey, can you come help me with the laundry? And just <laughs> like, just try to like... <laughs> lure somebody down for a thing transformation uh so goofy i love that i love everything mm -hmm. about that movie uh. so good so good well it's been a lot of good stuff everybody's been watching so if you guys have not seen logan lucky we're gonna do what we've kind of been doing for the past few shows i'll show you guys the trailer bit of a refresher to kind of prime you for uh, the discussion so without further ado Get this ready to go. Jimmy, I'm just gonna say it. I gotta let you go. You were just fired. I was let go for liability reasons involving insurance. The one-armed bartender. <laughs> you need to show a little respect. Charlotte Motor Speedway. I know how they move the money. The only guy who knows anything about blowing up real bank vaults is Joe Bang. I am incarcerated. Yeah, we got a plan to get you out. The Coca-Cola 600 is the biggest race of the year. We need a computer whiz. I know everything there is to know about computers, okay? All the Twitters, I know them. Welcome to the Coca-Cola 600. Now, how many yards away is the vault? 20 yards. I don't know, maybe 30. Is it 20 or is it 30? We are dealing with science here. They're gonna know what we want them to know. 
my life of crime is over. That is massively stupid. It's been handled. Oh, this is gonna be good. That looks like it hurt. I want everything on Jimmy Logan. I'm about to get naked. So no bacon. I said no bacon. You Logans must be as simple-minded as people say. People say that. <laughs> Would you give me my arm, please? Is it this one? <laughs> dudes that was the trailer for logan lucky that is this month's selection for av club crap i gotta move this over here and then bring you guys back ha ha science it's the best <laughs> about to get naked so no peeking so many good one-liners in this movie it is directed by steven soderbergh written by rebecca blunt stars channing tatum adam driver daniel craig uh katie holmes and uh, Rebecca Kuhn, Riley Keough, and Jim O'Hare. And it is a very fun movie. Very, very similar to the Oceans movies. Uh, kind of the plot summary here from IMDb. When Jimmy Logan gets fired, he convinces his brother Clyde and his sister Melly to help him rob the Charlotte Motor Speedway during a NASCAR race. But they'll need the help of Joe Bang, a convicted safecracker who is currently doing time. All they have to do is break Joe out, blow the racetrack vault, and get away with the cash, return Joe to prison, and get Jimmy his or get Jimmy to his daughter's beauty pageant on time. What could possibly go wrong, even with the Logan family curse? Guys, I personally enjoyed the heck out of this movie. I thought it was a lot of fun, and one of those where it felt just like just a fun heist movie. You know, you're not going to get like Oscar quality like amazingness, but I don't know how you could not enjoy yourself with Logan Lucky. But uh, Mega turned me on to checking this one out when he mentioned it back uh, back in December when we were talking about uh, Gremlins. And I just kind of had it in the back of my mind and saw that it was coming to Prime and said, you know what? I need to see this movie. And I saw the trailer for it. And I'm like, I want to do this for AV Club. This looks like it's too fun. So Mega, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on Logan Lucky since you kind of got me excited to check it out. Okay. He just asked me a question. There we go. He's not <laughs> Can you repeat anymore. the question? No. Oh. <laughs> he asked for my thoughts on it, but uh, I, I was listening to the stream, luckily. I'm oh, shoot, my bad. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had myself uh, yeah, muted in here. You definitely, it mutes you too on, on Discord. It's silly, but yeah. Oh, that's goofy. Uh, my bad. It is It is goofy. No, so yeah, your thoughts, your thoughts on it. My thoughts on Logan Lucky, I... I really enjoy Logan Lucky, even if I don't think it's a perfect movie. I don't think it, it's as good as it could be, but I think it's a ton of fun at the same time. It's got A-plus characters in it. It's its world is great. It's one of those great, like, you come into it in the middle. I feel like there's a lot of noise in my apartment right now. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's all right. 
though you come into the world like in the in the middle of it and it just feels like so lived in but you immediately understand everybody's like place in the world right away which is a fantastic thing to do in a movie it's um it's definitely influenced by its oceans 11 uh predecessors right yeah you could definitely see that with with soderbergh like almost kind of like going back to the well a little bit but Mm -hmm. in a way kind of building on it as well i'm fine with it because the oceans 11 movies are some of my favorite movies like Mm -hmm. period so i i have uh no qualms with him going back to the well so to speak but it does bring up the comparisons two oceans naturally mm. and you can see some spots where oceans does it a little bit better than uh logan lucky does mm-hmm. in terms of the uh i don't know the heist feel yeah you know and like, some of some of it makes you wonder is that on the story is that because on the ocean side we had you know george clooney and brad pitt and you know a much more like experienced not really experienced cast but I don't know, just a different caliber of uh, of actors. I mean, Channing Tatum, I think, is a great actor and is pretty fun. And he's done well with comedy, you know, with like 21 and 22 Jump Street and has worked with Soderbergh and Magic Mike as well. So they, they've been together before. But I, I feel like there's like a slight caliber difference with the execution of the heist, maybe a little bit. In mm-hmm. terms of just the going through it you know just going into the heist and the execution of it it just never it doesn't have that same like wow factor of the Mm -hmm. oceans 11 movies and i think one of the biggest shortcomings is that uh not everybody involved in the heist feels like they have a really necessary role Mm -hmm. to the heist the way that oceans like everything feels perfectly meticulously planned every single person has a thing that they have to be doing like which you you can't exactly get that with the uh redneck vibe that they're going for you know but it would have been great if it still felt like everybody on the team had a role that they filled on the team like really strongly you know right like basically it feels like you needed channing tatum and uh joe bang and they could have like done the heist on their own for the most part like the big portion of the heist right but like kind of in the end though i feel like it's almost they're playing they're like oh crap we forgot yeah all this really cool stuff where things were kind of like had a good through line and someone was paying attention and there was like a big master plan yeah that was happening we just didn't want to show you until the end i think was maybe one of the bigger uh maybe the i think the the main mistake of the film you know why not clue us in a little bit more with uh with jimmy or uh, channing tatum's character you know it feels easier to piece it together in oceans 11 like the the first one like right. where it, what every element was like when they're revealing things you're like oh that's what that was and like you really mm-hmm. it all is like coming together you're like oh yeah i do remember that they they had like the vault thing that they made in that movie you know like it all is mm-hmm. coming together it doesn't quite it's not quite as good in this movie but yeah it's, it's like, still a great movie yeah <laughs> you can tell that they wanted to hit that but in a different mm-hmm. setting and with a different uh kind of people in a just a different part of the world instead of you know very high high roller las vegas or in europe like in the other oceans films but more like you know in west virginia or you know kind of in coal mining country you know a very different class of the world or just a very just what would be the opposite of high roller probably living in rural America, you know, very different, very different worlds. And so I think they wanted to still achieve the complexity of a heist, but just in that kind of a setting. 
but I agree. It's one of those where I don't think there was enough hints or little nuggets given to us as a viewer to be able to make the through line at the end. Like I almost wanted to rewatch the last 45 minutes just to kind of give it one more shot to like, you know, connect all the dots for me. Cause I, for the most part I was keeping it up cause it's almost started to happen really, really fast at the end. It was a real slow build. And then went from like 45 to 80 in terms of speed from, you know, here's everything. And then, Oh yeah. Da, 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 da. Like, you know, they were doing this. He was doing this. They weren't told this, this person was told this, but really this was happening as well. I'm being a little cryptic because I don't want to spoil it too mm -hmm. much just yet until we kind of get everybody's thoughts. Yeah. But I still thought it was, it was a cool heist. I liked the idea and how things continued to go wrong. And I thought that was kind of fun as well. The list on his fridge on how to do a heist. Mm -hmm. You know, it starts to slowly hit it as the movie goes wrong. Like, you know, crap will go wrong. And that, yes. I think that happens like a second time on the list. Like the things get worse and it's like, you should probably walk away. And he's like, we're going to go for it. And he's like, he's breaking his own rules at, like about midway through the movie. But then you find out he really wasn't. He was just thinking that much more ahead. Mm hmm. But, uh, but Jonesy, what'd you think? What'd you think of, uh, Logan Lucky? Um, it was, I really liked it. Mm -hmm. I think, honestly, I think my favorite character was Adam Driver's character too. Yes. Just, Best accent in the movie. I just that. And I think it was because I kind of like, I, what a, or not really related because it wasn't that much of a really close experience of what his character had and what I had as far as military, but being able to go like, okay, a veteran, that's kind of what I like latched onto. <laughs> so I was, it was kind of fun to see that and just see it wasn't like a, the typical veteran where it was like either homeless or they were like really this big, bad, scary dude that just did a bunch of security and saved the world kind of thing. So it was like kind of a nice like little middle ground. Mm -hmm. that i i actually enjoyed <laughs> so but like overall and knowing who the director was like i feel like i should have been like okay i know it's gonna happen like i know there's gonna be something crazy like it just can't be and i still was like right huh well all right that's how they did that kind of a thing so mm -hmm. but it was really enjoyable i liked it um i just it was a lot of just a lot of keep up with as far as like every time someone came on screen and like who that person was in relation to someone else and yeah kind of like why are they important because there was a lot of like random extra characters I guess that weren't involved as opposed to where you had Ocean's Eleven where you had everybody involved and then like the one or two people that weren't involved but they were important to how the the story went and how everybody you know played a part into the actual heist so right yeah and i kind of agree with what uh what jitney was saying as well kind of we talked about this i think on friday's stream but uh the parallel with oh brother where art thou you know the kind of just the you know these what appear to be dim-witted and pretty stupid people are actually quite smart but come across as simple the way that they're presented. And I think that was a, a very cool, a cool thing. And I, I agree. Driver was totally channeling a, a Del Mar 
from a brother where art thou this just like really like <laughs> slow to move slow to talk guy but is actually quite sharp but just isn't given really the proper thought because like ah he's slow he's dumb when really it's like he's one of the smartest guys in the room they're just mm -hmm. not giving him the credit and um yeah i i totally forgot uh yeah the parallel with oh brother where art thou just in terms of just the structure and the world building and just kind of the window that you're you know getting into Maybe not like a a, pr a true window into West Virginia culture, but you know, just the idea of just country life, you know, and, and rural life. It's 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 different. There's different rules, and people just kind of behave a little bit differently. And I thought it was I thought it was fun. I liked Adam Driver's character a bunch, especially because he's like, my life of crime is over. And it's like you were in juvie for six months. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't do time. He's like, I'm not getting that time back, Jimmy. <laughs> oh man. Is, One of my favorite scenes was just his character. Like when they, you first get like that big real introduction to who he is. Mm -hmm. And I think I, and I will say they actually played that scene pretty well. And I just actually kind of got mad as well with how that scene played out in the bar mm -hmm. of how he's like insulting Adam Driver's character because of the mm -hmm. whole. And I was like, no, you don't do that. Oh, you're talking about uh, Seth MacFarlane's character, the, yeah. the owner of the energy drink company? Yeah. And just like, I was just like, this dude is such a jerk. He is. Like, he treated him like garbage. Perfect. They made us hate him like we were supposed to, right? I know. Right. And, like, and like I said, it was just kind of more of like, because I had that attachment to the veteran side of it, which it's kind of weird because, you know, and with Adam Driver actually being a veteran himself, Mm -hmm. like in real life so you have even more of that deeper connection so he it's i think it fit him really well and then the whole scene in the parking lot with the fire in the car just really i, I loved, loved the brick like he's just no. going out there he just takes the whole bottle of uh either vodka or tequila or something and yeah to drunk outside just picks up the brick just boom, just and just sits there great. tosses the liquor oh it's so great that's a great i like, love it character building moment between the two brothers and their relationship too that they're just kind of like they wordlessly like know exactly like what's going to happen between each other you know like yeah he just goes out there all casually he's like i know i'm gonna have to set this van on fire <laughs> like it just, it's like that's what's gonna have to happen yeah. i know jimmy's gonna get in a fight yeah. and we need to get yep. him out <laughs> i love that too i agree it's it's a great subtle bit of world building between these two guys and their history together. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. these guys have gotten in trouble. You can, you can tell how close they are as brothers immediately and that they work well together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially since they were having like the whole, like, I don't really want to call it like an argument, but you know, it, his character was sitting there saying the same old story about the family curse. And he was just like going, shut up. I don't want to hear about that. Like yeah. they had their little disagreement kind of beforehand before all of that built up. And it mm -hmm. just, didn't matter because they were just there for each other so it yeah. was really good zombie your perspective on logan lucky so i i mean i loved it because i'm a huge fan of the oceans movies um it's a funny because my husband is literally watching oceans 12 in our living room as we speak <laughs> um <laughs> and um <clears throat> for me one of the scenes that really got me was the first time we see jimmy and his daughter when Jimmy's working on the truck and she's handing him tools because I'm like, okay, that's my childhood right there. My dad's working on something and I'm handing him tools. And I sounded a lot like that little girl when I was that age. 
I have since grown out of my Southern accent. Um, <laughs> but you know, that, that was what really attached me to Jimmy, I think, because he really just wanted to take care of his kid and mm -hmm. wanted to spend time with her. And like, my dad worked a lot when I was young. And so I didn't see him that often. And when I did, it was usually at his shop helping, helping him work on something. So I don't, for me, I really, it re that scene really is what resonated with me. I mean, it's early in the movie, but I was like, okay. It's the opening of the movie. Yeah, I was like, yeah. but but that that really just got me, I guess, where, you know, Jones identified with Adam Driver's character. And I'm like, well, I get where Jimmy's coming from, where Channing Tatum's character is coming from. Um, but I absolutely loved it. And I don't think I've laughed at anything Daniel Craig has done as much as I laughed at Logan Lucky. No, that was so Top fantastic. In the movie. I mean, when he shows up with just that bleached <laughs> hair, man. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Me. It's so <laughs> awesome. His accent and, actually. Oh, oh it's so good. He did so good. Mm -hmm. and like, cause you know, I've seen him as James Bond. I love him as James Bond. And then to see this and it's just, oh my God, I laughed so hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's totally unexpected. Cause we are so used to him being like the cool, awesome dude that is just so suave and just yeah. epic and amazing. And then it's like, yeah, yeah, he could blow stuff up, but he's, kind of a bumpkin in this one it's just yeah. it's so unexpected and you don't he's really not realize effortlessly it. cool yeah and you <laughs> no, don't realize it no. until he starts to talk and you're like yeah oh my gosh oh and i loved when um in the uh in the tube when they're starting to figure out okay when he gets all the props together for uh for the bomb and he's like oh it's about how far how long is this tube to to the vault it's like oh it's about you know 20 30 yards he's like is it 20 or is it 30? <laughs> We're dealing with science here. <laughs> and it's just, oh, and then he like full on like writes out the formula and he's yes. like, this is why this has to be accurate. And it's it's just this weird hodgepodge of a very intelligent bank robber and like yeah. a dude that is from the hills. And it's like, what is, mm -hmm. what's going on? It's so bizarre. If I want to, if I can go back to one thing that like, Zombie's point, her initial point of the father-daughter relationship, I want to mm. say that's the, that's probably the thing in this movie that is better than Oceans in my mind. That's the, like the emotional connection mm -hmm. in yes. it. Like this movie will make, will give you feels more than oh, yeah. Oceans Eleven or any Absolutely. of the Oceans movies will. And if it like, doesn't, you need to check your pulse. Exactly. Yeah, it's so much more of a, like this personal family bond, you know, in there that is very easy to connect with, and you care about all of them, and you want, you want him to have money for his daughter, and you want him to make it to this daughter's recital, or you know, your classic, your classic yeah. uh, movie trope. But it's they handle it really well. <laughs> yeah, and you don't want to see him miss it. You want him to yeah. make it. Oh yeah. Oh, and it's so I, good. I, Kept going. Did you get the arm? Did you get the arm? Did you get the arm? When did you get it? <laughs> okay. Question. So this was the one thing that was kind of bugging me at the end of the movie with uh, with Hillary Swank's character, which I, I I thought Hillary Swank was great in this film too. I wanted mm -hmm. more. I wanted more Hillary Swank and just yeah. the the chase. I feel like she almost entered maybe a little too late. 
Like I feel like it's supposed to be set up for a sequel that's never going to happen. But I know, I would agree. which which kind of bummed me. If this is the only one, bit. then it feels like she came in too late. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I agree. That's what I hope for is that maybe it'll be something that comes later. Fingers yeah. freaking yeah. crossed. Because that whole that. scene at the bar at the end when she comes in, she you know she's trying to be like, well, you know she you know she has she has her suspicions about everybody in there. Mm-hmm. But she's like, I'll be like, staying like, a while. and Yeah, and you're just like, well, okay, is that it? That's that's all you're here for? All right, yeah. cool. But the thing for like... me, the one thing that I just, I don't know, you guys can maybe help me out on this one. The As the show is closing out and we're, you know, pulling out and you see the arm at the bar with a beer in the arm, is that supposed to give a wink and a nod that Hillary Swank put the arm there to kind of bust him? Or did they actually get the arm out of... I think they show Channing Tatum get the arm out of the machine when it's doing the uh, oh when like he's showing you how he got the bags. Bit. Yeah, I think yeah, it shows yeah. him throw it in a bag. So I think that's just like their like got cheers, it. we did it. Like that's their little trophy from. Yeah, the uh, I don't think the arm actually made it all the way to the vault. I think it was like stuck in the machine, in the machine. somewhere. Got yeah. it. Okay, because that was the one thing that confused me a little bit. And yeah, that was that was one of the reasons why I wanted to rewatch the ending a little bit because. As I was saying, it, it was happening so fast at the end, I almost had a harder time keeping up with everything that was being pieced together. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't want to, you know, figure that or miss that out. That's why I was really glad when you picked the movie, actually, because I wanted to rewatch like the ending because I've only <laughs> seen it in theaters. And I was like, all right, I want to like follow everything to kind of yeah. understand a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. A lot of people in chat are saying, yeah, he got the arm. He got it yeah. out of the back. Okay. Okay. Okay, guys. Yeah, we got it. Oh, we got it. Ooh, I got it. I got it. Got it. <laughs> Thank you very much for your contribution. Yes. <laughs> but I, I liked the, um, just kind of like how things kind of wrap up, you know, it is almost a little too sweet and a little bit tropey, you know, dad makes it to the thing. Everybody gets the money and everybody mm-hmm. gets their bit. You know, they all do one giant thing along, you know. Yeah, but at the same time, I was kind of cool with how that wrapped up. You know, Daniel Craig, you know, didn't get his share, but he got his nest egg back. And I was like, you know, that's that's kind of a cool payment, you know, mm-hmm. and <laughs> I loved it when they visited him in prison and just trying to get him to, you know, get to be cool with doing the heist. And they're like, hey, so, you know, I'm like, well, you know, I got a little nest egg. I don't need to do this. And like, well, you know, she ran off with some truck driver. Went down to Florida. Which part of Florida? Florida. <laughs> just like Coral Springs. It's like, damn it. He's <laughs> like, the fact the that they had enough details, they were like, well, that probably did happen. Well, when do we start? <laughs> I loved that. I loved it. Because he was like, almost didn't believe him. Like, did did she really take it all? It's like, yeah, she did. And uh, I love it. And like, you hear the little knock on his window, and it's a big red shovel on his porch. And he goes and digs it out. I liked that. I thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I, I agree. Some just little sweet things like that. Yeah, that I, I like. But how are we not? If we're talking about funny moments, mm. how are we not talking about the scene that will that is the funniest in its current time, but will make date this movie immediately, like for future generations? And that's the Game of Thrones scene in the prison where the prisoners. Oh uh, my god! When they're asking the, during yes, the, uh, the, the the latest book, <laughs> like where's yeah. the book? <laughs> <laughs> no, oh man, that guy from County said that this and this happened with the hot chick. Like the book isn't even out yet. It's like whatever. Yeah. I'm reading the Wikipedia. It says that he had to push back. Like he that was so. Going. <laughs> They're going 
going off the TV show and not like the books. Yeah. I love so that. Like, we know what happens. Oh. Yeah. The book. I love Those, just the, the whole writers riot. were clearly yeah. just venting their frustration in that scene. <laughs> They're it was perfect. Venting everyone's frustration <laughs> in that scene. I love it. The warden is just, the warden is just like absolute denial. Like no. Mm-hmm. Like, we got this, it's fine. I cool. love the warden. He was such We're an not, idiot. Not. We don't have yeah. fires here. <laughs> okay, go ahead and call him. Uh, so good. Oh, that classic, like, he's going to lose funding or whatever. <laughs> he's like, we have a perfect record. Nobody yeah, comes to help us. We always have it under control. And you can obviously tell it's not that... I would, I guess, hardcore of a prison, or they just kind of made things lighter for the film, where everybody's kind of like working together and really nice, and they're all like, <laughs> mm-hmm. no one really hates anybody. <laughs> they're just all good country folk. That's yeah. the whole movie. Everybody's yeah. good country folk. And all about the, the sister too. Man. Yeah, the sister just goes <laughs> along with everything too. She's like, all right, it's whatever. We'll do it. <laughs> I'll totally, you know, I liked her. some stuff in. Yeah, she was really funny, too. I liked her. And I forget the name of the haircut place, but it's like, gosh, that is so... That's such a country place. <laughs> it's so bad. It was like so... Just, it was such a play on words of just haircuts. It was it was so bad. I can't remember it, so it's not that funny. Great story. Uh, Great story. <laughs> I know. Oh, <laughs> and I kind of wish cool I had... Cool story, more. bro. I know. Cool story, bro. But I kind of cool wanted story, more bro. with uh, Sebastian Stan. Oh, you know, as the race car driver. Anything where I can get yeah. more Sebastian Stan is good. I loved his character where it's like, yeah, he was great. Hey, he's like, I loved how he's like, I treat my body like a computer and my food is my software. And just that he's like, so like ritualized with it and then gets pressured into drinking an energy drink and then just passes out. No, it was the champagne. Oh, was it champagne? He, I thought it was an yeah, energy yeah. drink. Cause like he the whole thing that they were selling a little was bit of champagne drink. and he blamed like, that's what he blamed him losing on was just like drinking uh, okay. a Okay, I thought he made him drink a, an energy I drink. I thought he was no, making him drink their product. Yeah, I thought so no, too. Yeah, yeah, I thought so too. It was the champagne because Seth MacFarlane was like, hey, we're going to have a few bottles. We're going to pop them open before the race and we'll pop them open after. And he handed them the bottle. Uh, okay. It was definitely a champagne looking bottle, but I thought maybe it was like some sort of weird alcoholic version of their drink or That's something. That's what I thought too. Uh, That's like, why I thought like it totally just killed him. It was like the sponsorship. So he had to drink it, I thought was the, the I, thing. I could be wrong, but it was. I definitely remember a champagne bottle because it was like mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> he I remember had the bottle for sure. lift it up. Yeah. yeah, but he basically blamed it all on him, or blamed mm-hmm. that like him losing on that. So it was kind of. Yeah. It was I funny. The, I think the only one of my only complaints of the movie, like not getting more of characters like that, it mostly falls on marketing because it was so Ocean's Eleven style in its marketing that I expected everybody to like mm-hmm. be in it more you know like i thought seth mcfarlane would be in it more i thought yeah. we'd get more sebastian than we did yeah we like, barely got anything of sebastian i know like right when we were when we were watching it i, I was doing like a movie night with stream like uh, on rabbit yeah people are like is that is that the winter soldier is that bucky and i was like oh yeah you're right like i forgot he was even this. like <laughs> yeah like it totally slipped my mind because yeah he just didn't stand out the first time i saw it mm-hmm but yeah, it was it was fun though. I liked I liked all the different characters that we had, but I agree. I felt like there was just a very odd distribution of time with a pretty solid cast. I mean, it was a very well cast film, but not what you would expect from like going in expecting an ocean style movie where you're gonna get 
pretty equal pie slices of everybody being a part of it, whether mm-hmm. they're the bad guy or the good guy or the people that you're rooting mm-hmm. for or not. And you didn't really have that as much with this time, but at the same time, I don't think it, it would have made the movie a little bit better, but I don't think it totally kills it either, but I think it sets it up. Maybe they're banking on it, you know, being a, uh, you know, building another, on like it. trilogy type thing. Yeah. Or at least like another yeah. sequel. Well, maybe we'll get more of Sebastian Stan going forward I would or something. Love it. If there's a sequel to this movie, I think, I think this movie has rich potential for a sequel. Uh, Agreed. More so than the Oceans movies. It's, it's, it's more set up for a sequel even than the Oceans movies were. So. Exactly. Totally teed up for it. But it's one mm-hmm. of those things, how well did it do? Did it do well enough to warrant it? My understanding is it did not do particularly well. Like it, I feel like it's one of those like break-even kind of movies. Not like it wasn't a total failure, but not you, not like big enough that it's guaranteed that we get a sequel. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We shall see. Oh, one thing, uh, another comparison to Oceans that mm-hmm. I feel like I have to talk about is like music in the movie. Mm. Rewatching it, there was a lot of silence in the movie, like in the yeah. scenes. I felt like, yeah, which I kind of liked because it kind of fit with the slow, dull style of speech that they had. It yeah. was like doing everything on country time. Uh-huh, It'll happen like when it happens. Moving at its own pace, <laughs> but that is like the element of the Ocean's movies that'll stick with you forever. Is the music is so on point that it was like it's a it's an interesting choice to have so little music in this movie in comparison. Yeah. It's almost like Soderbergh maybe realized that maybe I overused score too much in my films and and relied on it too much for, you know, the transitional scenes or like your series montage of shots as things kind of happen and maybe more trying to play on the actual activity a little bit more and not so much on how cool this activity is or like how cool this Mm -hmm. piece of tech is or how they're going to pull it off. So, but yeah, I, I, I think, agree. Yeah, I think it was just a little bit more underlined than it was. Um, so, like, the music didn't drive it as much as, like, it would have in Oceans. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of more, it did play more of the um, background as opposed to, here it is, we're going to fill up sound and we're going to use it to you know, make points and drive this story forward. Yeah. Everything. Which I think worked more for Logan Lucky than it, if it they would have done it for Oceans, it kinda of would have been a little bit more awkward. Because it's be a little weird bit to more have a bunch of Vegas dudes. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, like no you're going yeah. Yeah. doing this heist in Vegas where there's lights and sounds and music and so much activity that silence would just be so unnerving, I think. Yeah, it's like silence doesn't exist in Vegas. It's loud all the time. <laughs> the only silence you have is on the flight out or the bus ride out, depending on how well you did. <laughs> and I can definitely say that in the countryside, you're going to have a lot more silence. Yeah, I've I've spent some time in the country. My wife's family's got some, some relatives and stuff that kind of live out in the boonies, and it is quite quiet in a good way. But when you transition back to even like being in the suburbs, you don't realize how loud it is until you get out there. And I think they kind of nailed a lot of the the parts that are like that, you know, the, the country and things like that. And just kind of the way people are and, you know, what would be a stereotype of, you know, small town America. I think he hit it just right. You know, if anyone oh, yeah. has spent any, any time out there, I mean, zombie, it sounds like you're pretty familiar with, with that. 
Um, I'm pretty sure I know everybody that was in that movie character was. <laughs> yeah. Legitimately. That's how you know it's a great movie, though. Yeah, it's like, like I, I'm, I know I'm this pretty person. sure I know all of those people. I'm probably related to some of them. I hope you're related to Joe Bang. Oh, please say you're related to Joe. No, you don't under. I I, I don't have a guy who's like been in, but we have people like that in my family. I'm like legitimately. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, overall, though, I could say like I think we all pretty much enjoyed Logan Lucky and would recommend it to everybody else. Mm -hmm. Right. Safe to say. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's an enjoyable movie for sure. Yeah. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. Good deal. Well, guys, I think that's going to kind of start to close us down a little bit. But before um, before we go, if you guys would like to tune into previous episodes or check us out, you can find us on uh, iTunes, Google Play. Um, you can also find us, too, on YouTube as well as Twitch. You can find us in a VODs collection here on our Twitch page. Um, but you can also find these wonderful people on the Internet as well. Mega, where can we find you on the Internet? You can find me at twitch.tv slash megamagwitch and twitter.com slash megamagwitch where you can see me tweet baby pictures probably a lot when this kid's born <laughs> this week. That'll probably be it. That's all I'm going to do from now on. <laughs> That's all your stream's going to be, just baby mm-hmm. baby pictures. Just a slideshow. Yes. Nothing else. Yes. <laughs> Jonesy, where can we find you on the internet? Um, God, I wish nowhere. Uh, <laughs> if you want to be found. If I want, um, mostly Twitter. Uh actually only twitter uh lizzie lee rose yes lizzie lee rose (laughs) which is also the same as my instagram but i'm really boring so (laughs) and zombie where can we find you on the internet um i'm gonna put mine in chat because it's really hard for me to say and most people don't know what i'm saying when i say it and it's my twitter but like people don't always get Sherlocky and Liza and they don't understand what I'm saying. So I just I put it in the chat. And that's my Twitter and that's where you can find me. It's the only place I do things these days. <laughs> Sounds good. And we'll put everybody's links and stuff in the show notes as well. So if if you'd like to find them, check out their content or give them a follow or you know, interact with them, make some friends. You can uh, find them there. And uh, again, if you are enjoying this show, please subscribe to it, like it, share with people that you think would enjoy it. And uh, if you have any feedback, please leave us a review. It would definitely help us out a lot. And uh, if you have any other feedback you'd like to leave or send me some feedback, you can uh, send me an email at CaptainMcFlyTV at gmail.com. This is a monthly podcast that we do. Our next uh, movie will be announced next week pretty soon. Uh, March should be coming up uh, this Thursday. Yes, this Thursday. So uh, I'm going to be taking a look at what's coming and going and uh, see what's coming to Netflix and coming to Amazon. And uh, we'll make a... We'll make a pick and I will announce it on Twitter. So you can find me on Twitter at Captain McFly TV. And uh, you can tune in again next time here at Captain McFly instead of with a L, it's a one because I was stupid when I made my channel name. But I'm, I've kind of learned to enjoy it. Um, but again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of AV Club. And uh, we will see you guys next month. Peace out.